1: Hey, it's Fake Talk Live. I'm Dan Radcliffe. And I'm Ezra Ortiz. And we are joined from Greensboro, North Carolina by author and speaker and dad, and he does it all, Drew Hill. Uh, the author of the new book called Alongside Jesus, Devotions for Teenagers. Drew, thanks for joining us. Thank you all so much for having me. Good to be with you. Now, are you in the office there or is that your house or where where are you at today?
0: I'm at, our, at the Covenant School where I serve as the head of school. I was a pastor and youth pastor for many years, um, worked with Young Life some. But a year ago, the Lord called me to... An unexpected career change. And um, and I've been serving as the head of school since January here at this university model school. It's a hybrid um, collaborative model, kind of like between homeschool and traditional school. So I'm in my office here at the Covenant School.
1: All right, so Drew, uh, tell us first of all, how did you get involved? What 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 got you interested in working with teenagers? Because it's a it's a job that some people would go, no, no, thank you, don't want to do it. But obviously, you enjoy it because you've been doing it for many years.
0: Uh, you know, I, I have a pretty unusual story. I started. Um, it starts when I was a teenager. I was at youth camp um, with my church. I grew up in Winston Salem. Gary Chapman, um, who wrote the Five Love Languages, was one of my pastors, and our youth camp went up to the North Carolina mountains and when I was 13 years old, I was there and I felt like the Lord was calling me into full-time youth ministry for the rest of my life. And I'm so thankful. I still get to do it and that the Lord called me to do it. I love it. And it's been fun being in this role at school because I get to see and be with kids way more than I ever did when I was working with Young Life or as a mm-hmm. youth pastor. And so it's, it's been, it's been amazing.
1: Awesome.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. That's really, really cool. I think, uh, you know, it's funny you were mentioning, um, that, that the school that you work with now is a, a university model school. That's the exact type of high school that I went to growing up. I went to one right near me. Um, it, it was called, it's called Cornerstone Prep. Shout out if you're listening. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, they, it was the exact same kind of model, you know, that sort of hybrid thing. So you said that the Lord just recently called you into this uh, new position. Tell us a little bit about it. I mean, are you, you know, are you loving it? Tell us, give us some, some more background details on what it's like to be um, in that role. Well, my wife and I, along with two other couples, started this school
0: eight years ago, and there were just 17 students in the first year, kindergarten through third grade. Now there's 240 students, kindergarten through 10th grade, wow. and we have 40 teachers and about 120 families here. And it's been really exciting to watch it grow. But the reason we started it was because we just wanted to spend more time with our kids. And as our oldest daughter at the time, who's now in seventh grade, was getting ready to go into kindergarten. And I was working a lot of nights, um, you know, with youth ministry stuff, going to you know, all the all the things at church, and going to kids, other kids' games and things. I just started questioning: when am I going to get to see my daughter? My day offs on Friday, hmm. I'm gone pretty much all day Sunday. I'm really just going to get to see her on Saturdays if she's in school eight to three, and I'm gone at nights. And so we started brainstorming: could could there be an alternative way to do education? And we grew up in the public school system, and we're not anti-public school at all, but this school was really birthed out of a desire for us to spend more time with our kids. But my wife texted me, um, you know, about 15 minutes ago and said, please pray for us. Having a home day with five kids is really difficult today. And uh, we have a 13 year old all the way down to twin one-year-old boys, identical twin boys. And they're running around the house crazy. Um, We have a second grader and a fourth grader and a seventh grader. And Natalie's on the home day today on Wednesday, trying to do school with all of them and it is it is not easy. I definitely have the easier job running this school than she has running um those those five at home. But um please pray for my wife Natalie and our yeah. parents, if you are <laughs> listening.
1: Poor Natalie, she can't just send the kids to the principal's office. She <laughs> she is the principal she <laughs> has to handle it all.
0: Exactly right. <laughs>
1: Wow. All right. So we're talking with Drew Hill, author of Alongside Jesus, Devotions for Teenagers. So let's talk about the book. What what inspired you to write the book for for teens? Obviously, teens need uh, need to be pointed to the gospel because more and more these days, teenagers and college age kids are drifting away from uh, from the faith. Talk about what inspired you to, to write the book. You know, as I've spent more time with
0: teenagers, I've just realized that for a lot of them, there is a disconnect that God is real and that he's present with them Mm -hmm. and that we can actually have a relationship with Jesus where we learn to hear his voice, where we learn to walk with him, to follow his nudgings of, of his spirit leading us and You know, I got to experience that when I was a teenager. I got to walk with Jesus as a teenager. I know it can happen. But, you know, when I was a teenager, I was reading my utmost for his highest. I started doing, you know, some other devotionals like Experiencing God by Henry Blackaby and some, some of those things that were really helpful for me. But today it's, I feel like it's difficult to find um, a devotional that really meets kids where they are and really challenges them. You know, there's a ton out there that a kid can do in like one minute or five minute devotionals for, for kids. But I wanted something that would take them deeper, give them actual spiritual practices that could help them actually connect with Jesus and would challenge them, help them grow in their faith, but also be accessible and full of stories that are real stories that are captivating and fun to read and, um, you know, it, this book is doable. It's, you know, it's a small size. Um, so you can, you know, you can do it in a month, but it's uniquely designed to be read alongside an adult, mm-hmm. alongside, I call the person an alongsider. Um, it can be a parent, a grandparent, an uncle, a youth pastor, uh, a Sunday school teacher. Um, you know, it can be a friend. We have girls. Uh, I had a girl last week in our school who's in fifth grade tell me that her and one of the ninth graders in our school are getting together once a week and they're going through the weekend conversation questions together mm-hmm. and they are going through it individually on their own during the week. And so I wanted to design something where people could do it together because kids often feel so alone in their faith. I wanted to create a book that was intentionally designed for them to not do it alone, but mm-hmm. to experience the presence of God together with someone where two or three are gathered. Jesus is there with them.
2: Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so key. I was actually just about to ask you about, you know, that that concept of, of having an alongsider, right that as you call it in the book, um, you know, like, maybe dive a little bit more into like, wh- I mean, why do we even need someone to come alongside of us? Like, why? Why would you place that as something that you ask these mm-hmm. teenagers to do? Um, And then also maybe dive into some of the, um, you know, I I know you, you place these challenges in front of the teenagers and alongside the devotional. Um, So maybe dive into some of those practical challenges that you give people. Yeah, well, you know, God created us in his image. You know, it says in Genesis that we are
0: created in the image. It says, I created you in our image, you know, the image of the Trinity, the Father, Mm -hmm. Son, and Holy Spirit. We're invited to participate in this community of faith Mm -hmm. uh, between God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. It's how we were designed. We're not designed to, to be alone. And kids especially feel that loneliness deeply. And so this is just an excuse for them to admit, hey, I feel alone. And this book is telling me I have to ask somebody. You know, I keep joking around with people in the book and saying, hey, if you haven't asked somebody to be here alongside her yet, you got to do that. Like, that's the point of this book. Do it with someone else. And everybody wants someone to, to ask them to do do it with mm-hmm. them, to be invited into that conversation. Mm-hmm. And often it's um, it's just too terrifying, you know. And so I want to put a book in someone's hands where they can buy two copies and say, Hey, you're supposed to do this with somebody. Will you do this with me? And people get caught up in the joy of Mm. community because that's what we were created for. But, you know, part of the book, you know, you can do alone and then you get together on the weekends and talk about it, or you can talk about it each day, you know, after you've gone through the devotional, but. Each devotional has a song at the end where you can listen to music. So important for me, it's so important for many kids. And so I try to pick a variety of different types of music that kids could listen to and suggest a song that, dovetails with the passage of scripture, with the stories I'm telling, with the spiritual practices that I'm inviting others into. And there's also a spiritual practice at, um, at the end of each passage. And, you know, like in one of the in one of the days I talk about fasting, you know, and that's a practice that kids don't particularly do. But I talk mm-hmm. about Different ways to fast, you know, maybe you fast from your phone and you do scripture before screen in the morning, or you fast from looking in the mirror as much as you normally do, or you give up a comfort or you limit how much media you're looking at, or you fast from words and you practice silence. I give a lot of practical examples of ways that people can encounter Jesus who walks alongside them by giving up, you know, something like in in the fasting discipline. And then, you know, there's a different one every day, but that's just one day.
1: So, not looking in the mirror. I mean, that's hard because they got to check to make sure the hair is okay, right? right. And and make sure you know there's no zits showing or anything. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I remember those days.
0: I had a friend give. I had a friend give up his looks um, for when he practiced Lent. You know, right before Easter, one year, Mm -hmm. he like he said he becomes so addicted to. Vanity, you know, and pride, Mm -hmm. and looking in the mirror, that he decided to give up his looks, and so he didn't shave, he didn't do his hair, he wore the same clothes. Wow, he said people treated him so differently, um, you know, because he was looked very unkept. But he, um, he realized that he had found so much of his identity and value and how he looked and mm-hmm. it was in surrendering that that he really began to hear the voice of jesus and find his value in what god says about him
1: wow mm-hmm. it's drew hill the um, author of alongside uh, jesus uh, devotion for teenagers you also have alongside loving teenage for the gospel uh which is kind of aimed for parents really mm-hmm. uh do you have more books planned in this alongside series
0: Yes, we're going to do, um, I've invited a few other authors to join me in the devotional series. There's one that's coming out on social media. Um, I'm doing another one called Alongside the Father about understanding our relationship with God the Father. And then one called Alongside the Spirit, understanding our spiritual giftings and the way that God has gifted teenagers in the world to be able to show the world himself. And and so those will be coming out in the next couple of years. But um, the the Alongside Loving Teenagers with the Gospel book um, is the one that's for parents and youth leaders. And it really is a, it was kind of the first book in, in this whole series, but it's an invitation for parents and for adults to come alongside teenagers and to show them Jesus. You know, this second book alongside Jesus is designed for teenagers. They can do it with their parents. And I think the devotional works great for parents, but the, the green book alongside loving teenagers with the gospel is designed for adults.
1: It's author Drew Hill. Uh, You can find out more alongside resources.com. It's alongside uh, alongside Jesus Devotions for Teenagers. Check it out. Drew, thanks for joining us. Thanks for all the work you're doing in the lives of teenagers. Uh, It's just such important work, I think, really.
0: Thank you all so much for having me. Thank you for the work you're doing as well. It's
1: been a gift to chat with you this morning. We appreciate you. You're listening to Faith Talk Live. I'm Dan Ratcliffe. And I'm Ezra Ortiz. And we will be back.